Chapter Five of Zastrozzi, a Romance. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Zastrozzi, a Romance by Percy Bysshe Shelley. Chapter Five. Her whole soul wrapped up in one idea the guilty matilda threw herself into a chariot which waited at the door and ordered the equipage to proceed towards passau left to indulge reflection in solitude her mind recurred to the object nearest her heart to verezzi her bosom was scorched by an ardent and unquenchable fire and while she thought of him she even shuddered at the intenseness of her own sensations he shall love me he shall be mine mine for ever mentally ejaculated matilda the streets of passau echoed to la contessa di laurentini's equipage before roused from her reverie she found herself at the place of destination and she was seated in her hotel in that city before she had well arranged her unsettled ideas she summoned ferdinand a trusty servant to whom she confided everything ferdinand said she you have many claims on my gratitude i have never had cause to reproach you with infidelity in executing my purposes add another debt to that which i already owe you find il conte verezzi within three days and you are my best friend ferdinand bowed and prepared to execute her commands two days passed during which matilda failed not to make every personal inquiry even in the suburbs of passau alternately depressed by fear and revived by hope for three days was matilda's mind in a state of disturbance and fluctuation the evening of the third day of the day on which ferdinand was to return arrived matilda's mind wound up to the extreme of impatience was the scene of conflicting passions she paced the room rapidly a servant entered and announced supper is ferdinand returned hastily inquired matilda the domestic answered in the negative she sighed deeply and struck her forehead footsteps were heard in the antechamber without there is ferdinand exclaimed matilda exultingly as he entered well well have you found verezzi ah speak quickly ease me of this horrible suspense signora said ferdinand it grieves me much to be obliged to declare that all my endeavours have been inefficient to find il conte verezzi oh madness madness exclaimed matilda 
is it for this that i have plunged into the dark abyss of crime is it for this that i have despised the delicacy of my sex and braving consequences have offered my love to one who despises me who shuns me as does the barbarous verezzi but if he is in passau if he is in the environs of the city i will find him thus saying despising the remonstrances of her domestics casting off all sense of decorum she rushed into the streets of passau a gloomy silence reigned through the streets of the city it was past midnight and every inhabitant seemed to be sunk in sleep sleep which matilda was almost a stranger to her white robes floated on the night air her shadowy and dishevelled hair flew over her form which as she passed the bridge seemed to strike the boatman below with the idea of some supernatural and ethereal form she hastily crossed the bridge she entered the fields on the right the danube whose placid stream was scarcely agitated by the wind reflected her symmetrical form as scarcely knowing what direction she pursued matilda hastened along its banks sudden horror resistless despair seized her brain maddened as it was by hopeless love what have i to do in this world my fairest prospect blighted my fondest hope rendered futile exclaimed the frantic matilda as wound up to the highest pitch of desperation she attempted to plunge herself into the river but life fled for matilda caught by a stranger's arm was prevented from the desperate act overcome by horror she fainted some time did she lie in a state of torpid insensibility till the stranger filling his cap with water from the river and sprinkling her pallid countenance with it recalled to life the miserable matilda what was her surprise what was her mingled emotion of rapture and doubt when the moonbeam disclosed to her view the countenance of verezzi as in anxious solicitude he bent over her elegantly proportioned form by what chance exclaimed the surprised verezzi do i see here la contessa di laurentini did i not leave you at your italian castella i had hoped you would have ceased to persecute me when i told you that i was irrevocably another's oh verezzi exclaimed matilda casting herself at his feet i adore you to madness i love you to distraction if you have one spark of compassion let me not sue in vain reject not one who feels it impossible to overcome the fatal resistless passion which consumes her rise signora 
returned verezzi rise this discourse is improper it is not suiting the dignity of your rank or the delicacy of your sex but suffer me to conduct you to yon cottage where perhaps you may deign to refresh yourself or pass the night the moonbeams played upon the tranquil waters of the danube as verezzi silently conducted the beautiful matilda to the humble dwelling where he resided claudine waited at the door and had begun to fear that some mischance had befallen verezzi as when he arrived at the cottage door it was long past his usual hour of return it was his custom during those hours when the twilight of evening cools the air to wander through the adjacent rich scenery though he seldom prolonged his walks till midnight he supported the fainting form of matilda as he advanced towards claudine the old woman's eyes had lately failed her from extreme age and it was not until verezzi called to her that she saw him accompanied by la contessa di laurentini claudine said verezzi i have another claim upon your kindness this lady who has wandered beyond her knowledge will honour our cottage so far as to pass the night here if you would prepare the pallet which i usually occupy for her i will repose this evening on the turf and will now get supper ready signora continued he addressing matilda some wine would i think refresh your spirits permit me to fill you a glass of wine matilda silently accepted his offer their eyes met those of matilda were sparkling and full of meaning verezzi exclaimed matilda i arrived but four days since at passau i have eagerly inquired for you oh how eagerly will you accompany me to-morrow to passau yes said verezzi hesitatingly claudine soon joined them matilda exulted in the success of her schemes and claudine being present the conversation took a general turn the lateness of the hour at last warned them to separate verezzi left to solitude and his own reflections threw himself on the turf which extended to the danube below ideas of the most gloomy nature took possession of his soul and in the event of the evening he saw the foundation of the most bitter misfortunes he could not love matilda and though he had never seen her but in the most amiable light he found it impossible to feel any sentiment towards her save cold esteem never had he beheld those dark shades in her character which if developed could excite nothing but horror and detestation he regarded her as a woman of strong passions 
who having resisted them to the utmost of her power was at last borne away in the current whose brilliant virtues one fault had obscured as such he pitied her but still he could not help observing a comparison between her and julia whose feminine delicacy shrunk from the slightest suspicion even of indecorum her fragile form her mild heavenly countenance was contrasted with all the partiality of love to the scintillating eye the commanding countenance the bold expressive gaze of matilda he must accompany her on the morrow to passau during their walk he determined to observe a strict silence or at all events not to hazard one equivocal expression which might be construed into what it was not meant for the night passed away morning came and the tops of the far-seen mountains were gilded by the rising sun exulting in the success of her schemes and scarcely able to disguise the vivid feelings of her heart the wily matilda as early she descended to the narrow parlour where claudine had prepared a simple breakfast affected a gloom which she was far from feeling an unequivocal expression of innocent and mild tenderness marked her manner towards verezzi her eyes were cast on the ground and her every movement spoke meekness and sensibility at last breakfast being finished the time arrived when matilda accompanied by verezzi pursued the course of the river to retrace her footsteps to passau a gloomy silence for some time prevailed at last matilda spoke unkind verezzi is it thus that you will ever slight me is it for this that i have laid aside the delicacy of my sex and owned to you a passion which was but too violent to be concealed ah at least pity me i love you oh i adore you to madness she paused the peculiar expression which beamed in her dark eye told the tumultuous wishes of her bosom distress not yourself and me signora said verezzi by these unavailing protestations is it for you is it for matilda continued he his countenance assuming a smile of bitterest scorn to talk of love to the lover of julia rapid tears coursed down matilda's cheek she sighed the sigh seemed to rend her inmost bosom so unexpected a reply conquered verezzi he had been prepared for reproaches but his feelings could not withstand matilda's tears ah forgive me signora 
exclaimed verezzi if my brain crazed by disappointments dictated words which my heart intended not oh replied matilda it is i who am wrong led on by the violence of my passion i have uttered words the bare recollection of which fills me with horror oh forgive forgive an unhappy woman whose only fault is loving you too well as thus she spoke they entered the crowded streets of passau and proceeding rapidly onwards soon arrived at la contessa di laurentini's hotel end of chapter five recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey